Would you stand with me as we read God's word this morning? We're going to be in the book of Luke, chapter 24, starting with verse 1. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. And they found that the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not see the body of Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and they bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day to rise. And they remembered his words. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, we recognize that you are our redeemer, that you came to ransom, pay the ransom for us. You were the king of all kings and you were worthy of our praise. As we are in your word this morning, may our hearts be tuned in to what it is that you have for us and may we respond quickly in obedience. We love you and we're grateful for your son's work on the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. Wow, what a great day. I love, love this day. Uh, and all those that are in the overflow area, thank you so much for uh, uh, making that adjustment today. You, you know, I love this day because this is a day when Jesus captures the world's attention. And the truth is, Jesus always captures our attention. He really does. And, and, and as I think about when Jesus... I mean, think about it. Jesus will eventually get everybody's attention. And when people respond to Jesus, they respond, some respond with, with just repentance and gratitude and, and they just come to him. Some respond to Jesus with a stiff arm. They kind of rebel against him. You know, here's a question I have today for us. How do you respond to Jesus? How is it that you respond to him? You know, this, this morning, Amber read a really fascinating passage of Scripture. And what I want to do today is try to, uh, to get into the story. I want to invite us into the moment. Let's think about that moment on that first Easter morning. It started out pretty grim, right? I mean, early in the morning, look at verse 1. Early, keep your Bibles into Luke 24. Let's, let's, let's dig into this a minute. Let's feel this a minute. Early in the morning, these ladies, they, they, they gathered these spices. And they had these spices, and they, were, they, they, they had a task with these, the, the, with these spices. They, they were on their way early, before it was even light. I wonder if it was cool like it was this morning. I thought about that today. I wonder what, just, just, let's just get into the moment. Let's, let's, let's consider what those ladies were feeling. Let's imagine their faces as they were walking early in the morning and they had this task, we got to prepare the body of Jesus. I, I can almost see their faces, the, the, the grief. They, they were just incredibly sad because they had been there when you know, the crown of thorns was placed on his head. And it wasn't just sat on there, it was pounded on there. 
They, they saw, they, and, they, and these ladies, they heard the whips and the, and the, and the cat and nine tails. When they, they heard the blows. They heard them. And in this moment for them, they were, they were devastated. They were crushed. They, you can imagine the crucifixion, right? I mean, you can imagine that sight, right? And let's, let's get into the moment. Let's, let's feel what they felt as they walked to the tomb. And they're fully expecting this. Uh, you know, I, I think they, I, like, I wonder if they were, they were talking or, I, I kind of think they were silent. I kind of think they were just walking with, with this grief I think walking with this resolve because, because they were like, we, we're, we're going to take care of this. And I can imagine their frustration because you know what it was like. The, the, the trial was rushed and, and, and Jesus was, um, they, they didn't have time to really take care of the body. It was the, it was the Passover Sabbath. And they, were, they, they just had to put Jesus' body in the grave. They couldn't, they couldn't do what they needed to do. But today... On this day, they were, they were like, we're going to take care of this. We're going to do this. And, and it's, it's interesting. It's, it's Passover, Sabbath. They're supposed to be celebrating, right? They're supposed to be celebrating the fact that God delivered the Jews, his people, by the blood of the Lamb. Don't forget that. That's what they were supposed to be celebrating, but they weren't. Picture them. Imagine walking with them beside them. Try to imagine you look over at their face and see what their faces look like. You know who it was, right? Verse 10, look at verse 10. It was, it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them. That's who it was. You know those ladies, right? Those were the ladies that didn't, they didn't run. You know the disciples? When Jesus was arrested and, 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 and those guards came and the disciples ran, everybody but John ran. But in the trial of Jesus, these ladies didn't run. They stood there. And they walked with him. So I want you to feel it. I want you to imagine the grief. And I can imagine them. Let's imagine them early in the morning. They're walking up to the tomb. And then they see it. Oh my goodness, they see it. They're like, what? What? Brad Ayler took this picture while we were in Israel of, of a possible tomb, what that looked like. And I can imagine them walking up going, wait a minute. What, what, wait. I thought, there were, I thought there was a stone there. Remember, they, they, they sealed it, and then they put those guards there, and I imagine them kind of looking at each other going, wait, wait. that looks different. Wait, wait. That, that's not what I expected. Wait, wait. And verse 2, look at verse 2. They, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And I want to feel it for a minute. I want, I, I want, to, I want to look at this for, for a second and, and, and just think about it. And I can just imagine as they're walking, they start walking a little faster. And, 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 and they, without thinking, they just go in. They just go in the tomb. Let's, 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 let's follow.
follow him. Let's follow him into the tomb. Imagine we're just following him. And we're having to pick up our speed, and, and we get there, and we follow him into the tomb. And look at verse 3. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. What? I, I can imagine the confusion and the, where is he? What happened? And I can imagine him going over to the grave clothes and going, well, I mean, they were folded. Where is he? And, and, and it's interesting how Luke records that, um, verse 4, look at verse 4. While they were perplexed, I think they were just standing there just looking at one another. Can you imagine just standing beside them, listening, experiencing this moment with them? And while they were perplexed, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. I love how Luke uses the word behold. When was the last time you were so captivated that the only way to describe it was, I beheld that, right? I mean, I think that's a pretty cool word. I just beheld and I can imagine standing with them and, 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 and going, and I wonder what noise they made. It's possible the tomb looked like this. Brad, Brad took this picture too when we were on our trip. And, and I can imagine when these dazzling apparel guys, I, I, that had to have made a sound, okay, right? I don't know what sound it was, but, but it definitely got their attention. But, but, but these guys stood beside them. I can imagine, let's imagine us sitting there and we, we, we all of a sudden realize, okay, wait, this isn't normal. Okay, wait, wait, this is, what, what is going on? I mean, everything is completely changing right before their eyes. I can imagine standing there going, okay, wait, is, am I dreaming? Is this a nightmare? What, what is happening? And, and all of a sudden, you see these guys, and, and, I, and I bet that they were oddly beautiful. I bet it was just odd. And then like, like, like one of those things, that, that it's so oddly beautiful that you're going, I, I don't think I can take, what is that? I, I, I bet they were certainly powerful. Okay, I bet you could look at them and go, okay, um, they got my attention. And, and here's the thing, without a doubt, I think as they were, imagine standing there with them and as these ladies are standing there, I, I think that they were absolutely certain I don't know who they are, but they are from God. I, I, I think they absolutely knew that. I, here's the thing. When, when we stand in the presence of something from God, uh, I think we will absolutely, when, let me say it like this, when we stand in the presence of God or something from God, I think we're going to absolutely know it. I think there's going to be no doubt. And I think these ladies, as they were looking at these guys going, well, I don't know who you are but you're from God. What would you do? I mean, I mean, seriously, what would you do in that moment as we're, imagine being in the, in the, in this tomb that you're, like you, you, you're preparing to prepare a, the body of a, of a, of a of the one you walked with, someone you loved, you're going to take care of his bruised and, and, and beaten and mutilated body. 
and you're going to bring some dignity to it. And you've, you've, in your mind, you have, you have turned to that task. And you said, I'm going to do that because it just needs to be done and I'm going to do it. And all of a sudden, everything changes. Look what they did. As they were frightened, verse 5, as they were frightened, they bowed their faces to the ground. Of course they did. I would do that. I mean, that, that seems like a natural response when you're in the presence of something from God. I would hit the ground. I mean, I mean and they did. And, and, and can you imagine, like, if we're all there and we all hit the ground and, and then they start talking? I, I wondered what their voices sounded like. I mean, I mean they, they had to have been powerful voices. You know, I'm not saying that they were yelling or anything, but, but, but I think that when you just hear a voice that is like, that's a powerful voice, you just know it. I bet that's what they heard. I, I, that, that, that voice had to be firm. It had to be right. It had to be assuring. It had to be clear. And I can imagine you're, we're, we're on the ground with these ladies and we're like, what is happening? And then all of a sudden you're processing in your mind, they're talking to me. What are they saying? And I can imagine this moment of trying to comprehend what is happening because you're in the moment of this, it's probably like a slow motion moment. Have you ever had a slow motion moment? I bet it was like that. And, and, and okay, they're, are, they, are they asking me a question? Are they making a statement? I, I think it's both. Look what they said. They asked a question, why do you seek the living among the dead? Can you imagine that taking a second to register? We're at a tomb. We're at the grave of, of our Savior. I mean, seek the living among the dead. Oh, I can imagine in their mind they're trying to process this. And then he, then he makes the statement. Look what he said in verse 6. He's not here. He is risen. Can you imagine those words registering in your mind and, and you're, you're, you're on the ground, these dazzling guys are in front of you and they make that statement and it's got to take you a minute to just go, what? He's not here. He is risen. And then they said something. They, they have a conversation with him. I can imagine them going from bowing to looking up to then standing up. And then now they're no longer captivated by the dazzlingness of these guys, but they're engaged with what they said. What? And I can imagine them going, what? Wait, wait, what? What? And let's feel this a second as, as we stand up with them and we go, okay, they're, they're, cause these are, these are ladies that are pretty bold. They didn't run. They were coming to the grave. I can see them going, what? Wait, what? Then he says, look at verse six, look at verse six. He's not here, but he's risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee? that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise? I can, I can almost just see their faces as the wheels in their mind are turning and they're like, uh, yes. 
Yes. And, and check out verse 8. Verse 8 is pretty cool. And they remembered his words. Man, I can almost just see the wheels turning, the moment shifting. This, this moment of grief and, and resolve and, and sadness to this moment of, oh, yeah. Do you remember his words? I mean, I mean yeah, do, do you remember his words? You know, remember that time that Jesus was with, the, like the Pharisees were trying to trap him? And then they were, they were, <laughs> They were just punks, man. They, they were just trying to trap him. And in Matthew 12, Jesus answered him. You know, they were looking for a sign. Lord, they just show us a sign. Do a little trick for us, Jesus. And, and he answered them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign. But no sign will be given, Jesus said, except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And that Jesus says something greater than Jonah is here. Those are his words. I can imagine these ladies going, I remember that. The, the Ninevites, they, they responded to the call of God. They repented. And do, do you know that responding to the call of God is repentance? Have you repented? Have you come to realize that you're a sinner and in need of a Savior? Hey, that's why Jesus came. That's why he came. And I hope you can look back at a time in your life like Pam did. We just saw that earlier that Pam repented of her sin. Jesus changed her. He did that to me. How does that happen to you? And I can almost hear them say, hey, Oh, oh, yeah, remember that time that, that Peter was with him? That Jesus asked Peter that, that, like, that, that most important question. Remember that? When, when Jesus looked at Peter and said, hey, who do you say that I am? And Peter boldly, he, he, he just stepped up like a boss and just said, I know who you are. You are the Christ. He's like, that's right. And then right after Jesus asked that question in Luke 9, he says this. Jesus said this. He looked at Peter right after that moment and said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And he said to all. Then, then Jesus looked at him and said, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And you know what they all said? We're going to follow you. And you know what? I remember the moment that God spoke to my heart 
and say, Chris, follow me. Follow me. Can I tell you that was a moment that radically changed my life? I look back on that moment and all the things that prepared me for that moment. I can trace it back to a grandfather who, as an adult, didn't know Christ. And the, my family that was just land-run, Oklahoma land-run people that were just trying to make money, be business people. And Jesus saved my grandmother and grandfather. And that changed the entire destiny of my family. Oh, have you... Can you look back at a moment when Jesus said, follow me? Hey, maybe that's today. These ladies, they remembered his words. And, and, and I can almost see them looking at these guys and going, we remember. We got to go. We got to go, man. And, and like, like for me, I, part of me is thinking, well, hey, these guys are pretty interesting. Let's like hang out with them for a bit. But they were like, no, no, sorry, we got to go. And, and that makes sense because, you know, when, when you hear and you really come to grips with the, the, the fascinating, amazing news that Jesus rose from the dead, let me tell you something, you got to go. That, that you can't stay the same. You, you can't keep that quiet. You, you, that, that changes you. And they left. Look at verse 9. And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and all the rest. I can imagine the moments, them going, hey, uh, guys, wake up. I don't know how early it was by then. I mean, it was early in the morning when they went. I don't really know how much time they, they spent with these guys. But, but, but I can imagine them going to the, where the disciples were going, hey, boys, uh, get up. Get, I know it's been a long weekend. Get up. And they got up. What? I can imagine the disciples coming on. What? What? Is it early? What? And they, they go, hey, there's an empty tomb. God, guys, there's an empty tomb. And, and hey, we went there and the stone was rolled away and there were no guards there. And, and, and hey, we saw these two, two guys and they were Definitely from God. Definitely. So, hey, something has happened, guys. It's changed today. And, 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 and they told us that Jesus was alive. And, and, and you know what? Hey, I can see the ladies gathering around going, and, and, and they, they were, I, think, I can see them being pretty uh, direct, right? Hey, they were direct. Have you ever had a lady in your life get direct with you? I'm not being offensive. I'm just saying I could see them being direct. And they told us Jesus was alive. And boys, we remembered his words. And the whole way running back here, coming back here, we were remembering his words. But I want you to see how they responded. Notice this. Look at verse 11. Verse 11. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. Come on, boys. 
I, I can see these ladies going, come on, boys, you're better than that. C- come on, fellas. I expect more of you than that. Come on, you, uh, guys, you got to rem- think, fellas. Now, now I don't know uh, what the conversation was fully like, but, but, but all I can see is the results of that conversation. Because, you know, it's one thing if, if they're like, oh, ladies, we don't believe you, and you shut the door and go back to bed. It wasn't like that. I think these ladies were too passionate about that. I think they were too, it was too intriguing. They were too uh, persuasive. Because, you know, John records that, that he ran on ahead. He and, he, and, he and Peter took off. I mean, it was so persuasive. And even though they, it was an idle tale to them, even though I don't believe you, uh, Peter and John were like, oh, we got to go see this. So they t- took off. And look at verse 12. But Peter rose and, and, and look, he didn't just go, oh, I'll go check it out. No, the Bible says he ran to the tomb. He ran. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths. And I can imagine Peter going, what in the world? And, 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 and Luke records that he went home marveling. I've tried to wrestle through what, what does that look like? What does it look like? Imagine, imagine you ran with Peter and, and you're, you're trying to keep up. Probably can keep up with him, but maybe not John. But, but you, you get there and, and, and they're marveling. To, to me, marveling looks like uh, he's walking out of the tomb. He's scratching his head. He's going, huh. He's trying to piece this together. He's trying to pay attention. Okay, what did I hear? What did I see? in my life? What did Jesus tell me? And, and Peter was a firsthand witness to, to these miracles that, that Jesus did. People would say, you got to be from God. Peter heard him and was there when, when Jesus would teach in the temple, and, and people would come up and go, Jesus, like, you teach like one with authority. You're, it's different when you teach. And, and, and Peter was there, uh, you know, I can see Peter realizing, okay, okay, it was Jesus that brought hope to the world. Right, right, okay, this is, as he's marveling and as he's walking, as he's pondering, I can see, okay, it's Jesus that brought truth to the world, okay? Okay, I get this. It was Jesus that warned of judgment to the world, those are all true things. Those are all what Jesus did. He warned of, of judgment. He, he brought the, the, the news of our lostness, of our, of our need for a Savior. He also revealed the path to healing and the escape from sin, from death, from hell. The gift of eternal life in eternity. And we know the rest of the story. Later that, just a few hours passed, and, and Jesus shows up. And he stands in front of 
Peter and the disciples and, 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 and what these ladies had, had revealed it was actually true. And, and Jesus stands there, and I can imagine uh, even just being there with the disciples as they're behind that locked door, and, and Jesus shows up, and, and he looks at, at Peter and the disciples, and he's like, hey, uh, feel my, Thomas, feel my hands. changed their lives. It, it, it changed their destiny. It changed the whole trajectory of who they were and what they were going to do. Wow, has, has Jesus done that for you? No wonder Peter would one day write in his book in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for in his great mercy he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And I just want you to know that, that to this day, here is in 2022, we stand here and, and, and still Jesus proclaims mercy. Oh, we need the mercy of God. What is mercy? It's not giving you what you deserve. Because we deserve separation from God. We deserve um, punishment from God. But, but Jesus came and he, and he took the punishment on himself. And, and, and you realize it was Passover. They were celebrating how the blood delivered God's people from bondage. And, and, and some of you know... You feel it today, the bondage of your sin. And I just want you to know, even though you were a sinner, Christ died for you. God demonstrates his love for you in this, that even though you're a sinner, Christ died for you. You see, this is the day the, that 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 the world is captivated by Christ. All over the world. Yeah, people have, you know, tried to put other things in Easter. But the point of Easter is that Jesus came. He died for your sin. He then rose from the grave, offering you the gift of eternal life. So let me tell you something. The question today is not, is Jesus the Savior? Oh, the question today, is he your Savior? How oh, is he? How oh, do you know him? Have you had that moment like, like my grandfather had at his in South Oklahoma City on Southeast 29th Street when the preacher walked in and said, Les, let me tell you about Jesus. And Les Wall was born again, changed his life. And three generations later, this year, four generations. My daughter's going to have a baby. Four generations later, our family has been radically impacted by Jesus. 
Let me tell you something. He rose from the grave. I'm going to ask Joe to come up. We're going to have an invitation. If you died today, you know, if you, if you died today, you'd stand before God. You would. The Bible is very clear on this. Would you be ready for that? Do you know on Easter Sunday, we, we just seen, um, we're having 12 baptisms this year, this year over the, the services in our church. It's so very cool. People proclaiming, Jesus, wash my sins away. I've been born again. Salvation is available, but it's not automatic. Do you see him? Let me ask you a question. In this moment, is God stirring your heart, even if you're in the overflow area or watch it online? Online, we have somebody that can engage with you. In the overflow area, we've got, I think Keith's in there. Let's not miss this moment. Let's not miss this moment. Joe's going to sing a song called Come to the Altar. The Father's arms are open wide. And can I just say to you, the Lord's speaking to your heart right now. This is a moment to lean into him. You realize that's why God put our church in your life. To help you hear the Lord. See the Lord. Walk with the Lord. Would you come to him today? Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, in this moment, we ask that you would just move among us. We ask that you're this invitation to come to your altar, that we would, we would not stiff arm that invitation, but we would willingly respond to it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for changing our destiny. And I pray that there'd be someone in this room that you change their day today like you changed that day in the lives of those ladies. You changed their day. And you changed their life. Would you do it again, Lord? In Jesus' name, amen.